0: Self-serving, persuasive talkers. Of
1: everything and
0: nothing. We we are are Conversation conversation Con artists. artists. What's going on? I'm Mr. On Point.
1: And I'm Calabity Red. And we are back for another episode. We survived the holidays. Just barely. (laughs) Barely. The holidays, man. I mean, it's a good (laughs) time of year, but like... Sometimes I just be ready for the new year to come and like skip all of this other shit. Like Yeah. It's a lot.
0: And you know, all some of these kids wanted for Christmas was their two front teeth. But they got some tornadoes <laughs> <laughs> and some floods. What the fuck is going on with this weather though? I know like, no idea. It's
1: like eighty degrees. And I mean it's Alabama, but <sighs>
0: This might be what that global warming thing about. It
1: might be because even in New York it's warm for this time yeah. of year. They don't even have snow, you know, and by this time, you know, they be snowed in. I don't know what's happening, but I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like change. <laughs> <laughs> Me either.
0: <laughs> I just, it's too much. How
1: was your holidays?
0: It was all right. I mean, I didn't do anything or go anywhere, mainly because of the floods. Yeah. The roads on my way home were closed. I went online and saw some videos of my hometown with trucks floating by and I was oh, like, God. I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay here. Yeah. But I enjoyed the holiday time so I mean it didn't make a difference to me. So. Okay. What about yourself?
1: I mean I went and visited my family. <laughs> it, it, was, it was family so. It was family. You know, it was like regular family time. Yeah. Yeah. But, let's just get right into some <laughs> unnatural selection for this week. Got a couple of stories. Um, Did you by chance hear about R. Kelly's little interview? Real quick interview he did with Huffington Post?
0: I did. Uh, so you know, you scroll down your Facebook feed and you see like, I'm over R. Kelly stuff. So when I'm scrolling down <laughs> and I see R. Kelly, I'll just be like, mm, R. Kelly, just keep scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I didn't pay no attention to it, but I, I briefly got it. Yeah,
1: he walked out because he has a new album out. It's called buffet something. Uh, yeah, it's a, the follow up to Black Panties. I don't know what it is he got going <laughs> on, but the buffet. I think. I maybe. think yeah, I think it's. I think it is the buffet. But so the the person from the Huffington Post asked him because I guess it hasn't sold all that great, and she asked him if he thought that the previous allegations against him had anything to do with the low sales, and he just got real in his feelings about it. Now, people have been like, well, he came on the show to talk about the album. She shouldn't have been asking him about that. But come on now. <laughs> right? Like, he's going to be asked about that forever as he should. Yeah. Because here's the thing. There's video evidence. He didn't get convicted of this. I didn't watch the video, but there's video evidence of this. And he got tried in the court of public opinion so what do you I mean if you're gonna do what you're getting upset about you know that that's gonna be something that people gonna ask you about like
0: I think he need to find a way to answer that question with dignity because it makes you look a lot worse (laughs) yeah walking out on an interview like that like if you know the question is coming find find the best publicist in America to tell you how to handle anything that can come from this situation yeah that can help you, help propel you forward. Still, clearly, it's gonna be people in the world that look at you regardless in a negative light. I mean, well, they
1: can't ask him, but look at Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Hell, even Chris Brown beat
0: Rihanna. Like, that's gonna Michael be Vick. something. Michael Vick and the like, dog. Like, it's people that's gonna hate him forever. Yep. It's people that's gonna hate them forever. Nothing you can do about those people. But for the people who genuinely wonder, what transitions you have made? What's changed in your life, or how it's influenced you? That could grasp on to you because of having a response that make them feel better about listening to you. He need one of those.
1: Yeah, he do. Cause I, I was, I don't know that I was ever like a huge R Kelly fan, but after that happened, he just disgusts me. Like it's just, cause here's the thing. Here's what makes me mad. People like you know, one, I guess the girl looked older than what she was. She's a fucking teenager. You know what teenagers do? They lie. That's what teenagers do. That's what we all did when we were teenagers. It isn't the responsibility of the teenager. you you, you going to put it off on her. That was his responsibility. And he has a history. Wasn't he messing around with Aaliyah when she was like, real young. Okay, yeah. so he obviously got a type.
0: Age, age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> That's when it came out. All <laughs> right,
1: Kelly. I just don't understand why he didn't expect that that was going to be something that came up like it's gonna always come up it reminds me of and people's response to this. Either people are like, "He needs to get over it," you know, "He's terrible for doing that," or people are like, "Well, he was never convicted." And it reminds me of that skit by Dave Chappelle, yeah, where he was like, he would have had to see two forms of identification. His grandma would have had to be there, like, in order for him to believe, even though they had the video, in order for him to believe that it was our killer that actually did this.
0: Mm-hmm. I just, you're right. He maybe he just needs a better publicist. He needs. For the moment he needs a public. <laughs> he needs somebody to make him look favorable in the eyes of the people that can potentially listen to him. Cause it's clearly people that always support him, that's always gonna support him, that's gonna listen to his old songs and say, you know, I'm an R. Kelly fan and still listen to his new stuff. But I think the question that she was asking was for people who you could give a an appropriate response to that could potentially now listen to you because You know, you understand the importance of how people feel about that thing. Yeah. You know, he may feel like he didn't do anything wrong. He still may feel like it wasn't his responsibility, as you say it was, you know. But the question is not for himself, it's for the people. Yeah. And he need to answer the question for the people in a way to make them feel better about the situation. So, to me, he need a publicist. (laughs) And I think, but I think Dave Chappelle's kit also highlighted how preposterous it is when it comes to that situation. I'm not saying that it's the girl's responsibility. It's definitely the grown person's responsibility that could be doing something wrong to a young person. But how do you? And yeah. at the end of the day, if that lying teenager, at the very end of the day, don't have all the stuff that you need to prove it, how many people gonna say, "Well, no, get out of my hotel." Well, no, get out of my house. I don't think we see that. We're not gonna see that. Yeah, but see, and that's. But the thing is. You're going to be the one held responsible for that, though, right? If she is
1: on the, if, because in other situations, not this one with him, but in other situations, the court don't give a shit. Even if you can't prove that she lied, like, they don't care. You still are going to be punished for it. So you're the one that's taking the risk, not her. Like, if she is lying to you and you're not going to get the identification or whatever the case may be, she's not gonna get punished for this. She's gonna be looked at as a victim regardless of how manipulative she may have been in the process. She's still gonna be the victim solely based on her age. So it's more about, you should be more about you covering your own ass as opposed to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just, did you hear, like I haven't heard the buffet, but somebody sent me black panties when it came out. That was the most vulgar shit I've ever heard in my life. Like I don't know this direction. He's always like saying about sex, but this is like really vulgar. Like it was a lot. I think
0: I might have heard that album.
1: Was not a fan. Like it was just too. Somebody much.
0: described this new album as lukewarm <laughs> to me. So, I mean, I I haven't jumped to get an R Kelly album ever in my life. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I didn't really listen to music back when I was little like that. Yeah, to have. Had all the joys of listening to a song when it first come out and the wave and everybody be into it I kind of got into some of R. Kelly's songs after the fact Yeah You know um, Like after several of his albums have been released So I can do without R. Kelly But if he would have gave an intelligent, well thought out interview Then I possibly would have said I like what he said Possibly I mean that's how I do I give people the benefit of the doubt I battle.
1: know <laughs> You
0: know, <laughs> so he, he, it's it's something that he could have said that made me second guess. Yeah. Why I haven't listened to that album, but I ain't going to listen to it now. Do a tantrum instead like a child. <laughs> exactly. And then like, you, you got one more question. Like I saw that part where yeah. he was like, you got one more question and I like that she held her ground yeah. on what she was asking, but I don't like how it was handled. But you remember the boondocks episode too oh uh, yeah that the trial yeah where they county. highlighted how he just kept telling people they kept playing the music and yeah. they just didn't dance like nobody cared <laughs> nope. about what the content was about and you know realistically that's probably more closer to what happened yeah public opinion held that the popularity that he had and how much people like him outweighed potentially what he did yeah you know which is sad another another dave chappelle joke was in uh, his stand-up was like if you if you just start peeing on a person, what do they do? They they just you just move, move out the way, just get out the way. <laughs> like if you get peeing on and you stay there, a part of you wants to be peeing on. You know that being said, men who like peeing on people, you can find a grown woman that like to be peed on.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's all kind of people. Not a it child. All kind of fetish. Don't, yes. the don't pee on a child. Don't pee on children. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs>
0: well, what but don't that? pee on anybody. It's waste coming out your body. but It's crude. You know, like there's so many. If you got to. Have you seen the list of paraphilias? Yeah, I have. It's ridiculous. Wiki- yeah. Paraphilias is like fetishes. If y'all go on Wikipedia and look at the paraphilias, all of those things have a name for it because people have reported that they do it to their lovers and they like doing it or their sexual mates like doing it. And there is somebody on the other end who accepts it. You'll be
1: surprised creeped and creeped out. It's so many like weird ass shit. Like, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, sticking with the legal aspect, Tasha Smith, who has been in a million a Tyler Perry productions, she got a twin sister, got an annulment from her husband, which is not an easy thing to do. Which is why people don't get annulments very often, they get divorced because you have to prove fraud and some other stuff. So, annulment is basically like marriage cancellation. Basically, Looks like you were never married, okay. as opposed to like getting a divorce, which is just the uh, disillusion of the, uh, the marriage. So, so,
0: why get a divorce over? Why get an annulment over a divorce? So, you don't have the
1: divorce under your belt, and I don't know how the payment with the annulment works. Like usually, oh. divorces people split, you know, the cost, I think of the oh, divorce okay. with the annulment, the other person may have to just pay for it since yeah, it probably don't have no financial implications yeah. after either. Like one of the Yeah, like divorce, you have to dissolve mind. all of the what, the assets and stuff. You probably just get to walk away with your st- what you came in with with mm-hmm. an annulment. I would assume, yeah. and she got an annulment like a. Yeah, had been married for like over a year, I think, or. No, like 5 years. They've been married a while.
0: Since 2010,
1: I think. Yeah, they've been married for like 5 years and she's she still managed to get it on cuz he had like kids he didn't tell her about and just all kind of shit he had going on and you know, people were like, "Oh, she should have took the time to get to know him." But I looked it up. She actually dated him for like a year, which I think is a that's a decent amount of time. At least it ain't you know six months or three months like some people do. Meet somebody, I'm in love. We're getting married. Two months later, so I guess my question is like, how responsible is she for like for not knowing this stuff? I guess because you don't. We weren't there to see. There's some. Hey, look, antisocial personalities are very charming and charismatic people.
0: I don't know. When you look at the difference between annulment and divorce in the context of that question, like you painting yourself as a very silly person saying that I had no idea for five, six years <laughs> that this was going on. Opposed to divorce, where you say, yeah. I don't like this person. I don't like what I found out about this person. You know, yeah. and I want to split from them. Annulment, you gotta prove that. They just been playing you from the jump. Yeah, I my pride probably won't let me do that. <laughs> I mean, Well, but,
1: but if you had money, cause she again, she been in a bunch of Tyler Perry movies, so, and she was on like one of them shows of his that he had on TBS, and so oh, probably yeah. this probably benefited her in that he don't get none of her money at all. So she was granted the annulment. She was, was granted. granted the annulment.
0: Man,
1: so she was able to prove like a, a substantial amount of fraud on his. But um, side of things had to cause five years. Like I, I don't know what I don't think that there's a, like a time limit on an annulment. But it ain't usually five. Usually people don't get an annulment five years
0: out. Like oh, usually yeah.
1: that's something that happens for like a year. She fairly paid, quickly.
0: She paid a judge off. <laughs>
1: she got the money too. <laughs> she said, she might I'm have. I'm gonna pay
0: the judge before I pay him for the divorce. She
1: might have. I don't know. People, you gotta take time to get to know folks pay attention everybody like i don't know why folks the reason why i think it's silly for people to meet somebody and get engaged two months in you don't know that person for real everybody like puts on a show when they first meet somebody
0: right representative you meet a representative
1: it's not the person (laughs) and the extent to which you meet this representative is going to vary from person to person but across the board they're gonna present themselves as much nicer much neater that they have their shit much more together than they probably actually do that's just what happens. you gotta wait and over time you'll get to see who the person actually is over time you'll get to see how they interact with their family how they interact with their friends how they interact with the people around them so that you can see how they are when they're not with you because how they are with them is eventually how they gonna be with you you get mm-hmm. special treatment in the beginning, right? <laughs> That's it though. Eventually you're going to be treated the same way they treat everybody else in their life. Yeah. So you need to take the time out to figure out how is that going to be? 2 months in?
0: Not enough time. You're not going to know that. I think if you go on I think if the first date you go on, if the man pay, you see how he tip. <laughs> Cuz if he can treat a stranger good, then the odds are he can treat people he know real good
1: yeah I pay attention to even like how people treat weight staff like if you rude to the person that serve you what the fuck this person is at work why are you being rude you know what I'm saying I pay attention to even those little things because Mm -hmm. that tells you a lot about somebody who this person's at work you being rude to them for no other reason than you think that they're beneath you or you better than them or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be so you have
0: to pay attention to these little things or it could just be just because it's somebody they don't really know and they treat people they don't know and all I saw they gonna meet people in your life that they don't know and are you willing to risk them treating that person like you know they treat other strangers in their life you know you have to be careful, man. But it's some, it's some conniving people out here. Oh yeah, it's but and
1: that's the thing. I don't think that she necessarily. I, again, you know, given the fact that she dated him for like a year, I think that's a respectable amount of time. Like I said, people antisocial, narcissistic. They are very charismatic, <laughs> very charismatic. So I could see somebody being duped.
0: It happens all the time. This and it had to be intentional on his part. Mm-hmm. I'm going to absolutely keep this away from her. I'm going to absolutely keep that away from her. I'm going to absolutely hide this until it happens. Until you find out, hey, this is what's going on. And I guess the jig is up. we yep. Would say I get to do it to the next person, but now y'all blasted all over the all over the TV. Yeah, His business is gone now.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what he did. I forgot what he was. Um, I don't know if he was in show business or not. Too, I don't know. But you said he used to be her manager. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, he was her manager. That's another thing. Well, don't mix business and pleasure. That never works out well. <laughs> Ask um Usher. He he well he doing it again though. Cause his first wife was his stylist and his current fiance <laughs> is his manager.
0: But I think that's all you know in that world. I mean, like you I don't guess. really I mean I, I and I be thinking that everybody else is not genuine. Like who do you find that's genuine? That that don't look at you as, you know, Usher. But you your know?
1: manager absolutely does. She gets paid based on you being Usher. And so does your stylist. Like I don't know that I would trust those people any more than I trust. Any other folks out here? Well, they're
0: probably the only ones that can talk to you like a regular person at some level. Yeah. Opposed to everybody else talking to you like you sitting on some kind of throne, <laughs> you know. For you're like, and I'm pretty sure it's people who like that. Yeah. You know, but it got to be some kind of benefit to people talking to you on your level. Yeah. Probably. I, guess.
1: I don't know, but be careful who you attach yourself to and make sure you take the time to get to know these people because again everybody puts on that facade at the beginning everybody does you included. everybody does like you clean up your house knowing that you usually live in squalor yeah. like you know you're gonna put on you hide the crazy people hide the
0: crazy it take you a little while to see the crazy and and if somebody show you like crazy and nuanced behavior pretty early just get away be scared it's going to be 20 times worse <laughs> when they get comfortable with you like if you see a little if you see him raise red's hand back at you at the very beginning like that is a sign yep. that is a red flag you got to get out of that situation yep because it's only gonna go downhill
1: from there only gonna go downhill from there yeah um the next thing that i have is mr dance fever um Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> now listen, I don't watch football. Let me just say that. I'm not a football watcher, so all I know from this story is what I've seen on my timeline. I don't even know what team he plays for. So there's I that. Um, I don't either. But apparently he dances a lot. You know, a whole lot. And people think his behavior is very suspect. He's been accused of being gay. He got into it with one of the Panthers players. Yeah. Um. And there's a video going around of him in a club surrounded by men. You pointed out, though, that there was like one woman yeah. in the video. But it's predominantly yeah. men.
0: And that woman looked like Lori Beth Denver. But, you know. <laughs> and I've been in a gay club. I've been in a,
1: like a gay club before. And there are women sprinkled out throughout. But it's predominantly men in there, so it, I, I don't know what club this was, so I can't say for sure that he was in a gay club. I can say it did look like it could have been. And he was dancing in a crowd of men, like, with some shiny-ass, like, rhinestone-ass tennis shoes on. Like, his, his behavior is suspect, but here's the <laughs> thing, it is. I can admit that. But, it, okay, let's say he is gay. Then what? Is that gonna change how he plays football? Like, and I, I know, I know, men are so. I don't get why y'all are so overly sensitive. Like, he gonna be looking at me in the locker room. I'm sure that's what you know. If he's gay, then you know he might be checking me out when I'm in the locker room. Like, what difference does it make if he's gay or not? Like.
0: It don't make a difference to me.
1: Because I don't think, I mean, I don't know why people act like gay men are are so much more aggressive. Like, they just running up on straight men out here in these streets. Just running up like, ooh, hey. Like, that's not how that works. Like. Yeah. But that's the perception, right? So now if he's gay, then obviously, you know, he going to be running around snapping ass photos of everybody in the showers to take home with him at night. Like, the way people act, like i don't see what the big deal is if he's gay i mean
0: i wouldn't care it well, wouldn't first, bother me first i gotta comment on the club situation <laughs> now I don't know i'm trying i'm not trying to offend any gay people or any establishments that the gay people might go to but like in the the picture the scene mm-hmm. is a bunch of men around but like they dress like like dudes in a regular club like super long t-shirts sagging pants like I'm not saying that I envision a, a gay club since I've never been one to have glitter flying everywhere or, you know, unicorns hanging from the ceilings. Uh, I'm not saying that I expect that. But the environment that you see is kind of, that would be, it, it would be like a gay club that you go in and think is a regular club.
1: But that's how they are, though. I and mean, I don't know. The so. one. I mean, I ain't been to a bunch, but I've been to 2 Mm-hmm. Both of the ones that I went to, They, the dudes was dressed like regular dudes. Like, if you walked in there, the, the thing that would, like, let you know that you had walked in the wrong place would be sometimes they have drag queens that, like, perform and the fact that it's a whole lot of dudes and you've, like, maybe five women in the whole place. Like, that would probably yeah. tip you off. But they just regular. Like, they just regular dudes. And depending on where he was at, because, you know, Atlanta is, like, the black gay capital of... America, mm-hmm. I'm sure their clubs, because like a lot of the gay men in Atlanta dress regular, so I'm sure they gay clubs like niggas in tall tees and yeah. stuff like that. So I I can believe that he was in a gay club dancing around. I don't know for sure that it was, can't prove it, but I have never seen a club video with that few women in it. I'll just say that. Yeah. Like usually what you All see- a celebrity
0: too? Yeah. Yeah, like celebrities get the groupies.
1: Exactly, like, and, and even though he club, played, well,
0: he got the groupies. He still got the groupies. They, they just mean. men, yeah. But it don't make a difference to me. But it make a difference in the NFL. Yeah, it does. It make a difference in America. Yeah. Because you're right, them dudes. Like he looking at me. You know, I can't be in the same locker room with him. The dialogue that existed when one NFL player came out before, oh, yeah. And then when Michael Sam, you know, his whole situation, yeah. The thing I find odd is that people are trying to find a way to label him gay. Yeah. You know? Clearly he hasn't overtly said anything like that. And he may not be gay. Maybe he's bisexual. Maybe he's... And he might be straight. He may be straight. He might just... He do ballet before games. Like, it's a video of him doing ballet moves before a game. Like, (sighs) it's very important to stay on your toes to be able to move as evidenced by how agile he is in his gameplay. Like. Ballet has been known to benefit people that play sports. Yeah. And they see videos like this and everybody want to call him gang suspect. But don't nobody want him to say he getting suspect in the NFL
1: no cause then they won't he, they're not he gonna want him to play yeah. anymore like I don't know why people act like gay men don't have types right like they act like if you're gay then that automatically means that you will sleep with any man that is within a certain radius of you that is not how that works he is not gonna just be in the locker room you know sneaking around jumping on people that's not how that works I just don't but okay I say this I will admit though I was one of those people and I still, to this day, I have no proof. I believe Chris Bosch is suspect as well. <laughs> I am convinced. I would never have married him had I been his wife. Like, well, I wouldn't even date Chris Bosch because he just, uh, it's too much there for me. I can't. So, to a certain extent, I get it because I did it with Chris Bosch. Um, I still do it with Chris Bosh. Have you ever seen him on the on the court? Like, yeah, he, he can't even like his mannerisms on the court are feminine. Like, it ain't even like just when he's like out by himself, like on the court, on the floor, he's feminine.
0: It's but weird. You know, if you look at everything in terms of scales, like a bell curve, even on a scale of masculinity, where you know a dude is straight, yeah. There can still be a scale of super masculine Terminator Rambo, <laughs> I'm going to throw a truck across the the, the yard too, down to a man that is straight, but just might have a significantly more amount of feminine mannerisms yeah. that will make us, in our society, look at him and say, he gay. Yeah. Instead of, we would rather say, and, I, and our side I think is he gay than that's a man that is a lot more feminine than what we are socially accepting yeah i think it's easier to say that because man when you get into the realm of trying to discern which is which yeah it's just easy to just assume everybody gay you know yeah. and i and, and i think a part of that is with the locker room thing it challenges our masculinity it challenges a man's perspective of what he has been conditioned to believe about men and masculinity in society. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend who thinks that sleeping with women
1: is like the majority thing, the major thing that makes men masculine and women that sleep with men is the main thing that makes you feminine. Right? Mm-hmm. And so you're less masculine if you don't like women. And you're less feminine if you don't like men. We've had this conversation uh, many a time me and this guy and that makes no sense to me i don't think that i'm female because i have an interest in me i don't think i would be any less of a female if i liked women like i don't know that that's what determines how feminine i am as the same way i don't know that it determines how masculine a man because like the that kind of logic is why you have Men out here sleeping with everything that, because they, you know, I all these women. That's what, you know, makes me, I'm the man. I'm, I'm, I'm super masculine because I'm sleeping with all of these women. Mm-hmm. That feeds into that mentality. I don't get, that doesn't
0: make any sense to me. Yeah. And, and then add this component to it take a person that believes that that is what a man is supposed to do when it comes to women mm-hmm. and apply that to a man that likes men. And their mindset might be that, hey, this gay man just want to have sex with all these men. If they believe in their head, that men's goal is to conquer yeah. another person That's sexually. True. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand it's just from a very skewed perspective. Yeah. Just like I understand slavery. <laughs> I understood <laughs> slavery for its economic purposes and intent to build a society. That is stupid, though, (laughs) in the context of human rights. Yeah. Just like I understand how in a misogynist, chauvinistic society, how men can view women like Mm -hmm. that. And I see how they can view men like that that are not their definition of masculine. Yeah. I see it. I understand it. It's just like you said, don't make sense.
1: It don't make any sense. I mean, and I've seen it. I think it's more than just uh, Odell's mannerisms too like he's taking pictures again what the the regular perception of men and their relationships with other men their friendships with other men y'all don't really take pictures together and if you do are in a picture together you're usually not even touching he has like a lot of pictures circulating around where he's like real cozy with some of his male friends and people have a problem with that as well because again that's not the norm of how we see male friendships now women we all love each other all the time in pictures like that's just what we do but men not so much and so i think that adds on to it as well i don't know if odell is gay or not and honestly i don't really give a shit it don't matter to me if he is or he isn't um i do think it's unfortunate that he getting all of this shit about something that nobody even really knows is true or not and it doesn't matter long as he get out there and throw that damn football (laughs) or what catch it i don't know what his position is i don't know anything (laughs) about
0: football I'm having a real difficult time trying to figure out why Young Thug get to wear dresses, hang out with his homeboys that love us. are very feminine. And he
1: called call people
0: lovers. Love he got a he got a lyric that says we in here smoking penises. What? Whoa! Wait. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is a lyric. Like I. We we'll, uh. We can look it up after this. If I'm wrong, please correct me. Oh But shit. I believe 100. that That is wow. a lyric that he has
1: I know he they him and Young Quan had this song. Oh my homie! I don't love hoes. I don't. I don't love something. I don't love hoes. I just love my homie.
0: And I can understand that, interpreting it, interpreted, I can say, okay, this is bros before hoes in a in a different context, but isolated, you can say that, but when you put it next to a man that wears dresses, a man that calls men his lovers, a man that talks about smoking penises, <laughs> then in the context of all of that stuff, it becomes a different message. But it's accepted though. That's what I'm saying. That That's what's no me. That makes no sense at like, all. And I'm pretty sure the same people that have a core problem with the possibility that Odell Beckham Jr. is gay don't like Young Thug themselves. Maybe,
1: cause a lot of I've seen a lot of people like take up for Young Thug talking about that's just his style. There's a video remind me when we get to the show I, I don't know if I'm be able to find it. There was a video that like got released. He he was in the studio with a bunch of people. Somebody was like recording what was going on in the studio, and there's like white male gay porn. Playing on the screen Like you can see it And it's nothing but dudes in the room And they're all sitting around Just chilling There's like a pool table in the background And there's like gay porn On the screen But people still listen to his music And they fine with it Nobody like really talks about it It's like that silently accepted I don't understand And and that's what
0: confuses me And my thing is if, if If he's gay I don't care I don't like young thug all by himself without that stuff. I can't like, understand what the hell he say. I don't know. Like, his song. I have no idea what he says. I don't get. But you know, I'm out of been out of rap for a while. So I mean the burst young thug bursting the screen is like, okay, I don't know what I'm listening to, but I already don't like him. And the, the gay stuff don't change any of that. You know what I'm saying? It's just I'm looking at it from the perspective that we accept some of this behavior from some people. We reject some of this behavior from some people why is the question maybe because nfl players and athletes can't really talk and say what they want to say because they represent the organization and they can get in trouble for some of the things they say versus rappers can say whatever they want at any point in time and they can represent their ideals more you know because you can call odell beckham junior gay and he got to walk away from you you call um young thug gay, <laughs> then him or his partners can pull out some choppers. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't just know.
1: imagine he carries around a little pink gun. <laughs> a little small caliber pink gun.
0: I don't know. I just imagine it that that's still, what you have. It's still capable of murder. Yeah.
1: Well yeah, no, yeah. But I just imagine <laughs> you know? he has a cutesy little gun. I don't know, I but don't get
0: it. I, <laughs> I was done when I saw him wearing that dress. And in an the interview they said what is that you wear? wearing and he was like a dress <laughs> like they thought he was gonna say oh it's a tall tee that had extra especially made with thin <laughs> straps on it <laughs> he was like yeah oh, this, oh, this is a dress and then like the the interviewer clearly expected him to expound Lie? on that yeah but what other questions could you ask after somebody openly say yes a dress what else else you don't want to say why you wearing a dress (laughs) because then that's going to get into that's going to turn into some aggression probably probably so but i just don't understand that dynamic in which we split how we view different things in different contexts
1: and you would think that it would be worse young thug to be gay if if you had to choose one of them being gay you would think it would be because young thug hip-hop itself is super misogynistic super you know what i'm saying like super homophobic so you would think that it would be worse actually for him to be gay and to be doing this shit as opposed to odell because of just the climate of hip-hop So, I don't understand. I've never understood why it's been okay for him to do that. Like, I just don't get it. It
0: don't make no sense to me. Well, if Odell Beckham is gay, he has more to lose than Young Thug. He does. Which is sad. Which is his career. Yeah. I don't know what he got to fall back on. Young Thug, he can come out in a rap song tomorrow and say, yeah, I'm gay. And he's still going to have a career. He's still going to rap. Now, I don't know how his sales would do, but it looks like that's what it is now. Yeah. You know? Probably go up among like,
1: gay black men, like yeah. Atlanta. He'd be popular in the clubs, in Atlanta. Yeah, and like he already, he popular already in the probably club. is. Yeah, I'm sure. like I don't know. I just don't understand. And speaking of things that I don't understand, y'all need to leave Steve Harvey alone. No,
0: y'all don't. Keep going at Steve.
1: Steve made a mistake. It <laughs> happens i think alan thick did the same thing before he like called out the wrong name like it happens like and i saw the little cue card i probably would have fucked that up too myself like it it was not very clear as to who the winner was looking at it from like a teleprompter so i mean i get it but people went in like he just they act like he i don't know called obama
0: fucking muslim i don't know they just really went in. But I don't don't think anybody called Steve Harvey a terrible person. I don't think they challenged very much about Steve Harvey's character because he's been in the world so much. They just had memes highlighting the mistake he made. It was really funny though because like there's one did you
1: see the one where he's holding a, a Coke bottle and it says "Oh
0: Merry Christmas from the Pepsi company? I didn't see that. Yeah. They made a bunch of... So... Was speaking of Od- Odell Beckham Jr. There is one. So Odell Beckham Jr. is very famous for a catch he made where he was leaning all the way back and he <laughs> caught the ball. Yeah. I saw one where Odell Beckham Jr. was photoshopped into the photo of her getting the crown, getting the crown, with him grabbing the crown <laughs> out of her hand, like. They went in on this whole situation. Really but my point is Steve Harvey is a comedian. He is. He has been paid at some points in his career for highlighting the downfalls of people. And everybody laughed. Yeah. And I think Steve Harvey can take it. I think he can take it too. I do. <laughs> I just It's gonna die out like bad, everything bro. else. Yeah. He gotta know. get it while it's going though. Yeah. But he put out a photo of himself saying "Merry Easter, everybody" on on Facebook. <laughs> oh, on his, that's good. He's yeah, got a good like, sense of humor about I, he it. He can take nice. it. Like everybody's coming his defense as if Steve Harvey, if he wanted people to stop, then he could have went on a "Stop Messing with Me" campaign. <laughs> like, get your laughs in.
1: That probably would have made it worse, though. Because then he would have been overly sensitive, and people would have went in even more. Had he shown that he like cared about it, it would have lasted longer. Like. The way that that whole Meek Mills, Drake Beef, yeah. Meek Mills made that so much work, worse because he was so <laughs> butthurt about it. And so yeah. it went on for way longer than it necessarily would have had he just bowed out gracefully. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I don't watch the pageant, you know, they acting like Miss, so Miss Philippines won, but mm-hmm. he called out Miss Columbia. They mm-hmm. ain't let like Miss Columbia's life is over because she thought she won for like a second and she didn't. Okay. So and she what? like twenty
0: one. Yeah. Like run you again got plenty of life ahead of you. Run again. Yeah. Man, whatever. Like when next year. But I mean not to invalidate the emotional distress that you may well, have sure in it was, that few yeah, milliseconds. I guess it was sad. You know, but still, mistakes happen. Yeah. And I think that they've done a good job at communicating that because I think Miss Columbia released a, a status or something that talked about the situation, but also said that more. It had, you know, like Colombians and Latino people had been talked about this much in a long time. Oh, so yeah. I think it's refreshing to see that dialogue about people that don't normally get talked about. That's good. I think so. that's something that she said. But let me give you all some advice about these meme waves. When somebody make a mistake in society, when somebody does something, today because it travels so fast and because people are so very intelligent and cunning and witty with the responses to those things, just let it die. It's gonna (laughs) come and it's gonna go. And nobody's gonna be talking about Steve Harvey Little Blunder next week because next week is gonna be old news and people ain't gonna wanna hear old news. Yeah. Just let it go. One week, two weeks, it'll be over. Y'all don't gotta get out there supporting that person, taking over that person. They either can take it or they're go, not gonna make that mistake ever again in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, Steve Harvey ain't gonna make that mistake again in this context. You know, so let it go. Probably not.
1: He probably, if I was him, I wouldn't even want to host shit no more. Like, now nah, I'm good.
0: Anything where I gotta, like, call out a name of a winner, I'm straight. Now nah, I'm good. If I'm a celebrity, I'll make mistakes on purpose <laughs> and let people meme it. Like, I believe Drake did with the Hotline Bling oh, video. I did that on Damn. purpose. Like, he I'm just gonna be silly. Did. Like, I would do that.
1: There was a million of the memes of him dancing to. Or like the Vine videos where yeah. he, they
0: put like clips from movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I would do was that. If I, was, like, I would do that all the time every now and then.
1: This shit was hilarious, man. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, I think that's all I have for Unnatural natural selection for this week. though. It was like because of Christmas, you know, wasn't a whole lot of stuff. I'm sure I'm missing some things, but y'all need to follow me. Um, and send me things so that I will stay abreast of things because I have a tendency to if it ain't on Facebook I don't see it a lot of times I don't watch yeah. the news so I'm on Twitter red underscore um, calamity so
0: yeah cool yeah, I might as well get mine y'all can find me <laughs> Mr. On Point Mr. Underscore On underscore point Twitter holla at me let me know something alright I'm finna get into deliberate nonsense starting off with some black lives matter minneapolis in minneapolis in the mall of america or whatever the biggest mall in that state is called they plan on having a protest and it was a planned protest because clearly you got a plan protest so people will be a part of it yeah and the police in the state were putting together tactics to try to stop it and to try to halt it but what turned out happening was they had it A bunch of businesses closed because of it, Mm -hmm. and I saw an interview with one of them, and they were talking about how, like, she was saying, "Why, why inconvenience businesses? You know, why take money away from the businesses with the protest? And you know, why this and why that?" And so, you know, it kind of made me think, how how we supposed, how you supposed to protest? You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: it's not supposed to be convenient. It's not supposed to be.
0: Like what? Ba- what day works better for you so that it doesn't? Like that's not how it works. Like what part of the parking lot is okay for us to be at? You know, because we're gonna set up some stuff. Like and be
1: the furthest away from the people that we're trying to get the message yeah. to. That doesn't make any sense at all. If we're away from the businesses, the reason why the people are even in the damn mall is to come to the businesses. So we need to be here too. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense at all. It's stupid.
0: And and you know, cause so. Not that I do this on purpose, but you know, at the Christmas time, you got a mall little person ringing the bell uh, yeah. for donation. Now I never carry cash with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just too many steps to get cash. Like, so I don't, I don't even. I, like, I try not to make eye contact because <laughs> you know these may start making you feel bad. It could potentially do that. And they're everywhere. Yeah, they're every everywhere.
1: store. It's like even if you give to one. <laughs> Am I obligated to give to all of them? Cause they're literally everywhere during Christmas
0: time. Exactly. Like And nobody cares about that. And I like see when you ring the bell, I just like when you just don't say nothing. Just ring the bell. Like people be like, hey, hey, look at me. You wanna donate some money? Don't make me have to say no. (laughs) Because I will say no. Anyway, like, but as Christmas time comes, what happens is that those those Santas fade into the background. Mm-hmm. We kind of stop seeing them. We kind of stop focusing on them. And if you want a protest to be that, that's not a protest. A protest is supposed to interrupt the status quo to help those people see what the meaning is. Mm-hmm. And the lady in the interview, she put it real. She put it very eloquently. Um, when even the content of asking, you know, why interrupt businesses, the subtle implication is already that money is worth more than those black lives Mm -hmm. that we protesting. Because the protests are for the fact that black lives are dying at a disproportionate rate to any other culture in America. Mm -hmm. And people need to know about this. And not only that, but that mall that they protested at had a history of unfair practices and acts against the brown people. Mm -hmm. You know, and so she was saying that this is the best venue to do it. This is the best venue to interrupt business. Because we need people to understand What's going on? Yeah, but I also understand the other side of that aggression, because here, when they protested, they shut down two eighty, and that a very heavy intersection. If you ain't
1: from Alabama and live in Birmingham, that is a huge, huge thing for them to shut down two eighty, because that's a heavily, heavily populated highway. So that
0: was a big deal. See, to me, an ideal protest is one that is crafted in a way that it does interrupt some kind of status quo in a way that helps people see the issue but not in a way that infuriates them so much that they are angry with your tactics mm-hmm. and not able to see what they're trying to, what you're trying to get them to see yeah like it has to be crafted in a specific way if you shut down the interstate when people are trying to Spend time with their family during Christmas. Because this happened last year around Christmas time, I want to say. I
1: think it was, that, it was in Thanksgiving. I think it was a little it early. It was a holiday time yeah.
0: where people were trying to actually move and get mm-hmm. around. And I understand that component of not being convenient. But there is a way that you can do it that makes it so overly aggressive yeah. that people can't take the message from it. Yeah. You know. And so I just think you have to be intentional with how you craft a protest like Yeah. This. But, you know, I just wanted to talk about, you know, the Black Lives Matter and how some of those tactics have been going with people. Yeah. You know, because people like to think that these things are dying out. It's like, oh, it's happening now, but it's not happening anymore. It's still protests going on about Black Lives Matter. Like in some communities, this is serious business. In some communities, this is happening still. Whether, yeah. it's get, whether, it, get, whether um, it get publicized yeah, or not. Yeah. It's, it's happening all over the place. The next thing I got is Killer Mike, Big Boy, T.I. Farrell Monk. They are going to be, and I think they might have already done this, but they are testifying on behalf of hip hop.
1: T.I. don't need to testify on behalf <laughs> of nothing. I <That's> know, right? <laughs> I think he'd
0: be tired of being in court, rooms, so. even on, Even in a good situation. At this point. But basically, it's this gentleman named Taylor Bell from Mississippi. and. Now, it's a law in schools he's a high, he was a high school student a rapper and in this particular school system apparently there have been a lot of complaints about sexual harassment from a lot of the coaches mm-hmm. to the female students and they've been reporting this to the administration reporting this to the school board and everybody they're supposed to report it to and the people that reported are getting ignored and so what happened was taylor bell made a rap video and posted it to YouTube about these allegations and named the people in the school that have been said to have been doing these things. And it became a very big case with the school because there's a law called the Tinker Law or something like that. I think that's the name of the person who it became a thing from. Mm -hmm. But basically anything that you say on school campus that can disrupt the ideals and the environment, they can control that. Mm-hmm. So while you're on school campus, you can't can't say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. The problem that this case gets into is he said this outside of campus. Mm-hmm. And now, can they control what he says outside of campus about the school? This is what it's about. A couple of courts said, no, y'all can't control that. One court said, yes, you can control that. But now he's going to the Supreme Court. And this is how people like T.I., Kill them on how they got involved because mm-hmm. it involves rap, it involves the First Amendment, and it involves the level of control that a system can have over the First Amendment in a person's spare time yep. on their own YouTube channel. You know? Yeah. Like, should they be able to control that?
1: If anything, I would have thought that maybe the, like, the people that he named specifically might have could have sued for like defamation since no, they haven't been found guilty. Of these things but as far as the school stepping in saying that he can't I don't know that
0: how does that even work like how do they have a right to do that because I think because the the rules of Tinker says that if you are saying something that can incite or disrupt the school environment in the school then you can't say that I think they're trying to apply the part of inciting a particular reaction in the school system by him doing it and targeting the school they're trying to discern whether that still constitutes that incitement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like, if every student watched that YouTube video, it had the potential to turn into something at the school. But it
1: sounds like all the students already know. You know, like if, if it's been reported and nobody's doing anything about it, the students already know. If they haven't incited a riot or whatever the hell you know what I'm saying, yeah. like I think like if they already know about it and nothing bad has happened What is his
0: song going to make? But I think that's what Inciting a Ride is about. Because you can have a thousand people standing in a place Mm. and already with the understanding that something bad has happened. But all it takes is one person to come and throw a Molotov cocktail in the business. And like it's 800 people angry now. And 200 people get away because they ain't trying to hear none of that. You know? Was he encouraging violence in the song? I doubt it. I don't think so. I mean, I mean he just said, Yeah, I think he was just highlighting the situation. I ain't listening to the song, but I just know for a fact that the way that media and the articles I read, mm-hmm. if he was inciting violence, it would absolutely say. Yeah, you're right. He was threatening these people' lives. Yeah, and since they didn't say that, I got to assume that it wasn't in there. Yeah, you know what I'm
1: saying. I just don't. Again, I could see if the people he named specifically sued him for defamation, that could be a thing, since he used their actual. Government names, yeah, but I don't know why the school feels the need to step in and do all of this. Like, I don't understand that. Yeah, I hope it
0: doesn't. I hope the Supreme Court upholds his rights. Well, I think it get. I think it gets into the. I th- it, it, all of it at the court gets into First Amendment rights. Like, at what point then, at, after they say that, hey, yeah, the schools do have a right to monitor what you say outside of school like if he if he wrote a song about abortion that the school didn't agree with then when would they would they give input on that if they if he talk about child molestation generally speaking without mentioning the school which mm-hmm. is what that whole thing is about anyway yeah you know i don't understand like at that point when would they say we, it's no boundary. You don't know what a boundary going to be. Yeah. After you generally say, yeah, you can control that stuff. Then it's going to turn into students can't say anything. What can they even post on Facebook about their own opinions their own thoughts? Yeah. You know, it just so happens that this content negatively goes against the school. And it probably highlights some things that these people are doing. Because this had a potential to bring out a whole bunch of people that's victims that saying, yeah, this coach touched me. Yeah, this coach said this. Yeah, this coach said that. This has that potential. It's be Penn State all over again. Yeah, I mean... So, what do you do in that situation? But, I mean, like, my whole purpose is, like... Our First Amendment rights are there. We have the right to freedom of speech. And I think that's where the rappers... The rappers come into it at. Yeah. Because, you know, I think a point that Killer Mike made was that... When you listen to Johnny Cash songs... About doing crime, when you listen to, uh, maybe Bob Marley, who's who sang "I Shot the Sheriff." I don't know. When you listen to different genres yeah. of music that talk about crime and stuff, it's regarded as art. Mhm. But when you do it in hip hop, it's people that's been indicted for lyrics. Yeah. It's people that's been who's rap. Like, see, murder, see, murder's trial. They basically convicted him. Because through his music and his rap name, they believe he had a potential to hurt somebody. Yeah. Like, when it's in other genres, it's different. But when it's in rap, it's spoken as truth and not art, you know? Yeah. And so it becomes a first-right issue. But, of course, that trickles over into the hip-hop world because it's dealing with a rap song and to how rap is dealt with in the context of other other genres of music. Yeah. So, Oh, that's interesting though. I guess it's going to be interesting to find out what it is. And I think it's I read and I don't think it's testimony. I think it's a brief. Yeah. I don't know the difference between the two but I just want to put out there that I've heard the word brief and read that. <laughs> and You know if you're in law you yeah. can correct me on that if you need to. The next thing I got is about Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders had an interview with Killer Mike. I saw, I saw about that. Yeah. Now, first off, let me clear some things about Killer Mike. Killer Mike, first, as y'all didn't notice, his name does not imply that he is a killer. The mic he's referring to is microphone. So his name, Killer Mike, references the microphone and how he kills the microphone in that metaphoric sense of, you know, I go hard on it, you know, verbally. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. (laughs) Second, Killer Mike has a very intriguing perspective especially when it comes to police brutality because his dad was a police officer and he's been ver- vocal on a lot of different interviews he was on Bill Maher he was on CNN he's on a lot of different shows mm, yeah. talking about the police brutality thing and his perspective he's very
1: intelligent he,
0: exactly like very intelligent very intelligent he absolutely respect cops and so the perspective that he has is one that does recognize the potency of the issue, mm-hmm. but also understand that there is a side of it that is underrepresented right now in terms of, you know, cops that are more decent than not. Yeah. And he's been heavy in politics for a long ride. He got a song called Reagan that talks about Reaganomics and Reagan's era that really gives some insight to the devastation that, you know, Reagan... Let me not say that Reagan caused, but the devastation that some of the policies Reagan implemented to the African-American community Mm -hmm. at that period of time with the things that he implemented. And so this interview goes right in line with the things that he understands, that he lives, that he raps about. Mm -hmm. And so Bernie Sanders being that Democratic, more close to socialist politician, he was just asking them questions about, his views, how America is, his changes. If you didn't know, Bernie Sanders was, you know, he was with Martin Luther King in a lot of different contexts in terms of things that he did in the civil rights movement. So he started asking him questions about the civil rights movement. Bernie Sanders gave some input on Martin Luther King. And like the best thing I heard him say was that Martin Luther King was, courageous like if nothing else he was courageous mm-hmm. like you know all the other stuff he did but he said as a man he was the most courageous person I've ever met because like towards the end of Martin Luther King Jr's life he started focusing on social policy mm-hmm. the next march they were supposed to have was a poor man's march and it was going to be Latino white everybody that's poor in the country mm-hmm. this is what he was working on before he died because yeah. and they was telling him basically wait no 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 you black You just focus on civil rights. You just talk about stuff with black people. Mm -hmm. And he said that it's no point of being able to sit in the burger joint if you can't afford the burger. You know? And so, he just has a very, like Bernie Sanders has a very interesting history when it comes to this country. And the way that Killer Mike Killer Mike owned barbershops in Atlanta, and he did they did the interview in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. There was a pit bull barking in the <laughs> in the background, and they had to come up with a solution to get the pit bull from stopping. Like it was real. Like Bernie Sanders was there, yeah. with them. So it just gave me another perspective of Bernie Sanders as a a politician. Because what's important to me is that you remove as much as the component of politician away from yourself in order to. In order to get my attention. Yeah. And Hillary Clinton has done that. Sitting down with Black Lives Matter people. On some podcasts with some African American um, girls. I can't remember the name of the podcast. But with uh, them sitting down with them. And it made her less political to me for a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But she go right back into politics. yeah. Right back. Bernie Sanders. I'm seeing a lot more of a person that cares about America. That values change. That values people. And not just a person that is contingent upon the uh, political platform to do his own bidding, but pretty much using a political platform Mm -hmm. as a way to emphasize all of the things that he really believes and he thinks and what he's trying to accomplish. You know, so if you haven't seen that interview, you should get into it. What I will continue to say is that in politics, there is no best candidate. There is a lesser of a whole bunch of evils. (laughs) So your best bet is to educate yourself, Find out what these people are talking about and decide if that evil is less than another one and choose from that perspective because that's exactly how I vote for them.
1: Yeah.
0: Ain't, ain't no, no best. other way. Yeah, it ain't no best. They all got these certain shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Gonna, like, I try my best to vote on the character of the person. But you know what? Politicians are so charismatic. i was just finna say <laughs> it's, it's hard to do that with them. There's a large percent of them that's psychopaths. Yeah. And psychopaths are very, very evasively charismatic. Mm -hmm. They can be charismatic and you look right in their face and you'll never know it. And so now I just got to choose which one I think is the less evil in the terms of what my common interests are Mm -hmm. with that person. Because there's a lot of people out here voting against their common interests. You know, but that interview gives a lot of insight to Bernie's perspective on that and how Killer Mike does that. And like I said, they in the hood. So. They Bernie Bernie Sanders get some respect from me for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In a controlled hood environment, yeah. mind you, but still, you know. What else do I have? The last thing I got since we're on politics is going to Hillary Clinton. And the Black Lives Matter movement that I just mentioned a minute ago. She talked with some Black Lives Matter activist and i don't think they were happy with the way that she responded a part of it is that hillary clinton is not very charismatic like most politicians she's not she is she she's the wife of somebody that was originally charismatic Mm -hmm. and i don't think you normally get two charismatic people in a relationship like that now i'm gonna say she don't know her stuff but she ain't very charismatic and i think that the response that she gave off to them came off as cold came off as distanced and it didn't sound like a real response it was more like you know give me a plan Mm -hmm. tell me what we can we need to do and i think they just didn't like that but that's not the point the point is after that interview and from some people i've heard people being so critical of hillary clinton bernie sanders and assessing the genuity of their involvement in these things how do you determine how genuine a white person is when it comes to
1: something like Black Lives
0: Matters, <laughs> yeah. something like a black person struggle, something like, like, how genuine can you be? And if you can't, as a white person, at what point can they show themselves being something close to genuine that black people can accept?
1: I think there's some people who are not going to, ex- just not, they are not prepared or capable of accepting any kind of, they're never going to think that they're genuine. Like, I don't know that there's anything that they can do that's going to influence certain people. There are certain people who feel like white people don't get it. They never will. And that's just how it is. And anytime they pretend to get it, it's just that it's them pretending. It's not them actually getting it because they can't understand. And. I don't understand that because it's like you put them in a position, they try to do something, they're disingenuine. They don't try to do anything, then they're terrible people. You know what I'm saying? Like you put yeah. it, put them in a position where they're, what can they do? You know, I do think that there are people, are white people are, are, who get it, who see that there's a problem and want to help. I think that they are genuine. I don't know how you measure the genuineness now that i don't mm-hmm. have an answer for i feel like it's just something either you feel like they're being genuine or you don't like yeah i don't know
0: i don't either <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i have no idea like i'm anybody that tells me like if it comes out of your mouth i know there's a potential that you're lying but i believe it until you show me otherwise
1: yeah
0: and if you as a white person tell me that you support Black Lives Matter, you support African-American struggle. You support something. I believe you until you show me that you really don't or that you're just really ignorant and you believe that you do. And we can have conversations about that. We can talk about what you don't understand and how we can change, you know, that understanding if it needs to be something different. Yeah. But when you absolutely shun people that you could have that dialogue with, then you lose support. Yeah. And I know it's a lot of black people that don't care about losing support. You know? But racism is an unfortunate thing in this country for black people and for white people that aren't racist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And for Latinos and for people who not, are not racist against Latinos. like There are people that do get the stigma of being racist because they're white in America. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there are people who think that all white people are racist. Like...
1: there are people who feel like they're all racist and that any of the ones again it's just an act they're all racist some of them just try to (laughs) pretend like they're not Um, which I don't even know why that would be a perspective you would want to have how fucking sad would that be right how sad is it to feel like there's an entire segment of the population the controlling segment of the population to feel like they hate you all of them hate you and will always hate you
0: It's depressing as shit. It is. Like to feel like none of them care at all. Like Well, and I think that it's a part of American society where we get into this. It got to be one way or the other. This black and white thing. It's a scale of gray. Yeah. Gray is
1: everywhere. I don't know why people leave
0: out gray. gray. There's more gray than there is black and white. I mean, on a scale of racism, at the very top of the way that you can think about racism, all white people are racist. And right below that is not all white people are racist. Most of them are, but other ones are just ignorant. Below that is not, it's like, you know, it's not a lot of racist white people. Most of them are just ignorant. And then below that is like, now it may be some racist white people, but most of them are just ignorant. And then below that is like, you know, a lot of white people ain't necessarily racist, but they benefit from white privilege and them. Like it's a yeah. long scale of ways that you can think about racism. So to me, Whether you have the every white person is racist ideal or the no white person is racist ideal, you really invalidate all that middle ground that comes along with how people exist. You have to take that in consideration. It is a large scale under which people exist in any context, whether you're looking for a mate for a relationship, whether you're trying to determine how racist somebody is, whether you're trying to figure out uh, their political scale. It ain't just Republican, Democrat. It's a whole bunch of middle stuff yep. between them two things, but we get caught up in society, and this is one way or the other. Or the other.
1: Yep, Either and that or. is a
0: very, very dangerous way of thinking. It is because you don't prepare yourself for the stuff, the extra stuff that's lingering around. Nope. Anyway, that's all I got. Cool. That's all I got for deliberate nonsense. Anything else on your mind?
1: Adele tickets to $800, which is fucking bullshit. Who finna pay 800 This outlet. I'm an Adele fan. Love it to death. $800, I could pay my rent. Adele is not getting my rent
0: money. I just, that's ridiculous. They're gonna have people breaking in, they're gonna have people kidnapping Adele for concerts.
1: You're right. Like, I think, cause like the, her U.S. Uh, city tour dates sold out within like a minute. I think places like Ticketmaster, I think they like automatically like go in and buy all the tickets so that they can resell them at a higher price. Because there's no, I just don't, I just cannot imagine that there was that many people sitting in front of their computers at 10 o'clock on the dot that like bought tickets and it like got sold out in like literally a minute They're, i just don't believe that i think that there are companies like Ticketmaster that buy up the tickets because they have tickets available where they get them from right yeah. so i feel like they just buy them up and then resell them at a
0: higher value that's unfortunate. It is. And it might end up being unfortunate for the performer. Yeah, who the hell can who afford 800
1: really? Not everybody is willing to, you know, get an eviction notice to go see an Adele concert. Yeah. Like Aye. your core
0: fans that may not be financially stable are going to have a difficult time seeing you out here. Yep. It's ridiculous. That's messed up. Yeah. Basically, but
1: I won't be going to see Adele. Maybe, maybe I'll get to see her one of these days. It won't be this tour though. Maybe I get to see her when she do 45 <laughs> instead of 25 because I can't, this ain't, I'm not gonna be able to do it so um, Happy Mate. New Year to everybody by the time we come back y'all have, we'll have celebrated New Year's already so yep. everybody has a Happy New Year. Be safe don't drink and drive, all of that shit, you know. Yeah. Be careful
0: No uh, Do you do resolutions?
1: Nope. I ain't gonna keep them shits, it ain't no point in doing it so my goal every year is to strive to be a better person than I was the previous year that's the only resolution I make because that's one that I can keep any other bullshit
0: like I'm gonna go to the gym and all that I ain't gonna keep that shit so I do concrete, very simple resolutions I'm going to buy new shoes in 2016, I will buy at least two shirts in 2016 (laughs) I will try not to buy more than 10 games. And that's, that's like $600 itself. <laughs> we'll try not to spend that much on games in 2016. I will wait till games go on sale and not buy them right away. Like, realistic stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like? Stuff that I'm going to meet. I do want to travel
1: more next year out of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really... It. like I just don't ever I would just like to become a better person and I got room to grow. Yeah. So <laughs> um that is the only resolution that I always make cuz anything else I know I ain't going to keep them shit so.
0: Yeah.
1: I just don't even bother. I'm not going to lie to myself. <laughs> like there's no point in lying to yourself.
0: I don't wanna say it's lying to yourself.
1: I think it is. You know whether or not you're capable of doing some of these things, <laughs> right? Like I feel like people have these lofty ass goals that they know they're not gonna like it's not within your capabilities, it's not within your personality, you're not gonna do it. Why even
0: So I would say less a lie and more an irrational hopefulness?
1: You always gotta get <laughs> people the benefit of a doubt. I think they lie. <laughs> no. Lies.
0: It's, it's irrational it's irrational. Lies are irrational a lot of times I think. Yeah but a lie is you know when you tell it if you believe it when you say it it ain't a lie. I don't even think they believe it. (coughs) I don't think a lie is a lie because hindsight determines (laughs) I think a lie is a lie from knowing at the point that you say it, whether you believe it's true or you not. You
1: don't think people make resolutions for things that they know they're not going to be able to accomplish just because it sounds good. Because you know, everybody always asks, "What are your resolutions for next year?" You don't want to. You don't want to not have some lofty goal, so you're going to say, "Oh, I'm going to," you know, get, feed the poor. I don't know something lofty that you know you're not going to. If do. we talk
0: about that scale that I mentioned. I I know that it's a lot of people that lie. Yeah. But I know it's a lot of people that say those (laughs) same things that they're not going to accomplish that they absolutely believe it. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) You know
1: what I'm saying? I suppose. (laughs) I I don't I don't know. No resolutions for me. I just hope to be a better better calamity. So, oh, Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Gotta mention that.
0: Conversation Con artists. Find it, add it.
1: We also have email if y'all want to like Get in touch with us for any reason. It's ConversationConArtists.
0: At gmail.com. And I am on Twitter, Red underscore Calamity. And I'm on Twitter, Mr. On Point. Mr. underscore. Mr. Mr. M-R underscore. On underscore point.
1: So, you know, follow us. Not not stalkery follow us, but, you yeah. know. Check us out. Give us some ideas. We're always looking for ideas.
0: Yep, some input correct us on some stuff if we wrong Cause on I it cuz i
1: know we probably be saying all kind of shit that's wrong yep. so we're going to
0: go find out if, if young thug got this uh smoking penises lyric if he does <laughs> listen i'm going to fall the fuck out if he does i just i'm not
1: going to be able to accept that just <laughs> <laughs> not that's going to be really sad hopefully that's not the case but
0: we'll we see we shall see
1: dogs rule <laughs> cats
0: no cats rule Mm-mm. i see you're not going to let this go i'm not <laughs> Alright, <laughs> I'm not going to let it go either then. Alright, well, you know, you're and your little evil cats. Mm-hmm. When they take over the world, we'll look out for you, <laughs> but dogs got to go. Dogs are wonderful, little creatures. We do them like on Rick and Morty and just send them to a new dimension to have their own universe. No, we'd be lonely without them. But cats need the their point, own and At the point the cat take over anyway. Dogs gotta go, like dog. you think they are? Hell, will? I'm gonna
1: have to go at the point that
0: cats <laughs> take over, I don't wanna be here. That's the humane way to let dogs go. Cause ain't no telling what cats got planned. See, you <laughs> even know they're evil. I <laughs> ain't saying all that they're capable of. <laughs> know they capable of now. <laughs> but they are great. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> you got anything else? I think that's it. Right. Well, until we come to the next conversation.
1: We out.